Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I bravely ask for validation from others. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And this is episode 111. Oh, I love it. Powerful. Some master numbers and 11s and things going on in there. So we thought we'd do today's episode on the concept of validation. Put up your hands, boys and girls, and those of you playing at home, if you know what that means. <laughs> what, what is validation anyway, Jane? Look, it was interesting. I was watching an interview recently that... Um, where Oprah was interviewed. Actually, it's a fabulous Yeah, the Stanford uh, University one. YouTube, yeah. It goes for about an hour, and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. And how gorgeous was the girl that did the interviewing? She yeah. She was very She cool. was very well prepared. She was so over-researched that Oprah actually said she couldn't answer a couple of their questions. <laughs> yes, that was so deep. They were good. Um, and one of the things that I found fascinating was that Oprah said there's one question that every single person says. Every, the, she's interviewed thousands of people from pedophiles and serial killers right through to, you know, Beyonce and famous people like that. And she said, presidents and... All of them, right? Mm, every single one of them says the says same exactly thing. the same thing. Was that okay? And I stopped and I thought, God, all of the millions, or not millions, but the thousands of times I've done radio, and I do, I go, was that okay? And I thought, I know when it's okay and I know when it's not. But we still ask the question, and I thought, wow, every one of us wants to be heard, wants to be felt, wants to be validated. Yeah. And yet for much of my self-development work and growth was to stop seeking the validation, stop giving my power away to others by saying, here, I'm not sure what I think about myself, so please tell me. And they could be saying anything. They could hurt me in that moment. They could please me in that moment. And so I've spent such a lot of time or a long time working through not needing that any longer and getting to a place where I really don't need it to then think, hang on a tick, everybody needs it. It was a really big moment of, wow. And then I thought there are times that I need validation. There absolutely are. When we started doing this podcast, I was nervous. Was it good enough? Are we good enough? Is this what is this what the wellness couch want wants? Is this what the listeners want? And then the emails started coming in. And that validation becomes part of the driving force for you to expand and keep going in whatever it is that you're doing. And so I think I'd seen external validation as a very negative thing. But like everything that's black and white, yin and yang, positive, negative, there are times that it's really important to get. Funnily enough, I think I validate other people all the time. Yeah. I think it's something that I really do from a – it is consciously done, but it's reactionary. I don't it's, it's second it's, um, nature. It's very natural for you to – and you've done this for years and years, even before you got on your spiritual journey. You've always naturally yes. interacted and used language yes. in this way. Yeah, yeah. So I think the gift of being able to give validation to another – is really beautiful. So I want to talk about that a bit today. Yeah. But I also want to talk about can you be brave enough to ask for it when you actually feel you do need it? Yeah. There's, there's actually quite a bit to be said on this sort of quite undermined topic. I mean, it's not a topic you sort of ever probably get half hour podcast shows devoted to. Validation. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit of an odd one, isn't it? It's, it's something that 
none of us ever really kind of go through the course of our day thinking about consciously, is it? And yet it's one of those things, like the, the old self-worth card, that I think every single human being at some level absolutely needs, at a, at a primal level, at a spiritual, soulful level. We need to be seen and heard as souls. Now, I'm about to get a bit passionate, so everybody just... Oh, I love it when Beth gets fired. Put your seatbelts on, because I'm going to talk about the number one problem with parenting in this country. Every client I've ever had in the last decade who's had a problem, I mean, it's, like I've said before on this show, it, it is all down to self-worth, but a lot of that stuff happens in child. it always happens in childhood, where mum or dad doesn't validate you now it's not their problem usually they don't mean it it's not personal they're busy they've got three jobs to hold down they've got six mouths to feed they weren't talked to they're stressed they've got their own stuff going on they've got a drug addiction or they were just tired and you know not really connected into their own selves either but the problem is if you've got a young child james talked about the first gaze just say what that Mm. is james what's the first gaze okay so the second that the baby is born um the, the child will seek out the eyes of the mother and it's this intense gaze with no blinking and it's soul to soul and it's the little baby going ah yep that's right there you are yep so you're you're immediately looking for the validation there's my money everything's okay I'm where I signed up to be yeah always right with the world and then we take that a bit further into childhood now there's thousands millions billions of parents out there who are packing lunch boxes and putting band-aids on bump knees and picking kids up at the allotted time from school and you know doing all the things the physical wants and needs that kids that kids need but are they taking a minute to get down on their knees at eye level and i'd have to get on a stool <laughs> jane's daughter's about six foot one but anyway um but no are you looking in your child's eyes minimum once a day, minimum, and just honouring their presence to be here, their right to be on earth as a soul? Because not a lot of people do that kind of thing. Oh, and God, I'm cringing. I, know, right? I had a moment with, with my eldest this morning that was not good. Right, that's my homework for today. But it's because we don't do it with ourselves. And this is why I bang on about meditation and we bang on about self-love and look in the mirror and look in your eyes and tell yourself you love yourself and do all these honouring type activities because back to the whole, if you can't do it, how can you expect your kid to figure it out? But we also have to teach them. We have to show them. We have to role model to our children. You are loved. You are seen. You are heard. You are wanted. You are good enough. This is validation. How do we do that? You don't have to say or do anything. It's called holding the space. Jane, mm. describe. Nice. Holding the space. Holding the space is setting your intent for what it is you want. Now, in that moment, I would imagine that it is for connection with the other soul. So holding the space is where you sit in complete neutral energy, coming from love, and allow the other to speak and be heard. Or just to be. Just to be whoever they are. To be. You know, like you can do it. Just do it when you're you're tucking the kids in into bed at night. If you if you've got little ones, and you just take a moment on the edge of the bed and just look them right in the eyes, right in the pupils for a few seconds. That kind of look that says, "I see your soul." You don't even have to say it. You, you do the kiss and the good night and I love you and I hope you had a good day and you can do all that sort of stuff. But just give them the penetrative looks because that is the number one thing that's going to give them deep soul level reassurance 
about this. James, what are you processing? You should see James' oh face right now. What's oh. going on in your life, Jane? My father's piercing look of disapproval. Wow. Well, let's go into that. <sighs> oh, dear. oh, no, I've done loads of work on that. No, but, you know, I mean, in general, like as in this is why I brought up parenting Yeah, because so many people out there. Well, I don't feel I actually ever saw the look of love. Right. But I got the piercing look of disapproval. The, the look of judgment, the look of that's not good enough. Every single day. The look of pick that up, hurry yeah. up. We're all yeah. those things that were the pressure, the way, the things we put on, and other people in our lives. Like, let's work a miracle here. If you've got a boss that you can't stand, why don't you give them a look of validation and see what happens? Or just hold the vibration of validation when in their presence. So if they're leading a meeting and you're sitting to the right-hand side, bathe them in love. Bathe them in, back to the holding the space concept, just hold an energy around them that says, I see you, I hear you, you're worthy, you're a soul that's equal to my soul, we're made of the same stardust, we're interchangeable, we both are one. Just You, can, you don't need to do it for three seconds. I love it. So it's validating through energy rather than words. And, and even either. Well, and looks. I mean, but if you're sitting next to someone, you can't kind of you know, eyeball right. them. But no, I love that. So That's good. Let's let's look at the concept of you walking down the street and uh, you know someone that we'd traditionally describe as really unattractive or marginal and scruffy, smelly, drug addict or homeless comes up or is, is hanging around an entrance to somewhere. Why don't you do the same thing and just you know this is a gift you can give them. You don't have to put a coin in the, in the tin. You could just give them the gift of validation by giving them a beautiful smile and a nod of acknowledgement as you walk past as if to say, you and I, we're just the same, you know, we're just the same. That's interesting. I actually often do that with the alcoholics that uh, where a little supermarket that I often go to is near a, a pub where uh, there, there's an it that's a bit of an area that's doing it tough and I will often see them staggering, uh, I guess, home or two, either or, and I do really love looking them in their eyes and saying hello. Yeah. It is. It, it, why do I do it? It actually makes me feel yeah, good. You do it's it. actually quite a selfish reason, because to be the, honest. the gift is for yourself. Yeah, it is. It's a humbling. It's a leveling. It's 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 an ego eradicating exercise. Ah, that, that's what it is. Yeah. Yes. We're killing the ego each time we do those. I don't actually things. really think that deeply about why I was why I do that. I just knew it felt good. But because there's so much us and them in our in our World. dimension, right? It's it, it's good guys, bad guys. It's black, it's white. It's you're gay or you're straight. Everything's in a box, right? And it's always that. But also, where do I fit? Measuring up? Do right. I fit in here? Do Labeling I not fit in there? You know, boxes and it's it's def definitions and all of that sort of stuff that we have, which just keeps to works to further and further and further and further divide us all the time when actually we're all oneness and we forget that on a daily basis. Now, the people, back to what I was saying, saying ten, five minutes ago, that are easiest to connect with to remind yourself of the spiritual lesson of oneness is your very own children because most of them came out of you, right? You know, like for most of you listening, they might have come out of your own body. They are part of you. It's very easy to look in their eyes as a beautiful mirror shining back on yourself as well and to see yourself in them, to see them in you, to see that we're all interconnected. It's just often that much more powerful if you can do it with a stranger and if you can do it with someone that pushes your buttons. Mm. Oh. I'm sitting here thinking, I think that I've actually got a bit of a bad habit of giving dirty looks to my children. That's really unconscious, isn't it? That's so naughty. Well, it's not anymore. No. no. <laughs> Once you know, you're expected to do better. Yeah. Right, so I'm having I am having quite moments here. I am, I am. Alrighty. So validation of when you are really needy, 
in it, and, and you'll find that you won't be needing validation in every area of your life, but there'll be a particular area that for whatever reason you're vulnerable, you've been hurt within that area, or maybe you've had a perceived failure in that area, or maybe you're stretching yourself to do something new that you've never done before. So you're requiring, for whatever reasons, greater validation. Can you be brave enough and clever enough to select the right people to ask them for validation? Yeah, now this is interesting because I reckon if you're really on the needy side, Mm. you're going to have blocks around this. Mm. So you're constantly going to surround yourself with emotionally unavailable people, people who can't give that to you, don't have the time of day for you or are there but not really there, Mm. not really seeing you, Mm. maybe the same way a parent never really saw you. So you want to be very aware about this when you're first embarking into this sort of work, looking at validation work. Yeah, you've got to be careful about who you're handing your power to. Yeah. You know, you've got this new dream that you want to start doing something and you've started doing it and you really want to be good at it. You know you've got some learning to do, but you're hoping that what you're doing is okay and that you can scrape by as you gather more tools and experience to continue. And then you turn around and you say to someone, you know, how do you think I'm going? Do you reckon this is going all right? And they go, you've got a long way to go. You could be crushed and in that moment that will be all it will take to stop you from keeping going. Yeah. So you really have to be very careful where you get your validation from. But when you've got people in your life that you that do love you, that have you've they've earned your respect, you've earned their respect over a period of time, that you trust with your vulnerability, and this is an exercise in vulnerability. Yeah is they are the ones to say, how am I going? And if they are HSPs or people that really do care about you, they hopefully, you can even say the words, I'm needing some encouragement here. How do you think I'm going? Yeah. In fact, actually, that would be more powerful. I'm needing encouragement. How do you think I'm going? Rather than how do you think I'm going? Because sometimes when we give people the opportunity to pass an opinion, the vast majority of the general public default to a negative. They feel that they're, they're, we're asking for criticism right. or suggestions. And then you become a punching bag for negativity when what you're really wanting is validation of where you're on track in the positive. So change the words to how do you think I'm going or was that okay to I need some encouragement. How do you feel I'm going? Mm. And that says to somebody very clearly, give me some good things to to boost my ego up a bit, to boost my confidence up, to boost my self-belief, my self-acceptance, et cetera. Yeah. Now I'm going to go the next step as well and because Jane's a wordsmith, so she has perfectly put how to get validated through words. Okay. (laughs) What happens if we apply the five love languages to validation? Oh, rightio. Here we go. So if you're to look at... The different ways you can be validated on something in your life. You might be validated because somebody shows up and they've done an old job for you just because they care. You might be validated because somebody set aside some time to spend with you that afternoon and they've got a really busy schedule but they've done it for you. You know, you might be validated um, because somebody came up and gave you a little back rub unasked, you know. Um, And so those of you who know the five love languages, go through and and look at the the five different ones. Well, let's just touch on those again in case you don't. So we have words of affirmation, um, gifts, acts of service, time, and touch. Physical touch, yeah. So a physical touch, quality time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is really important because I do remember at one point. I know I've shared this before on a podcast, but I'll do it again quickly here. There was one point in my marriage when I was feeling 
or a, a moment. It wasn't, it was just a moment. It wasn't a big thing, but oh, you don't love me anymore to Simon. Poor, poor old Simon. Simon. <laughs> Gee, we should get him an honorary Love Life t shirt. <laughs> oh, dear. It's lucky he never listens to these, isn't it? Oh, dear. Um, so he, you know, and I'm carrying on like, you know, you don't love me anymore, blah, blah, blah. And he said, what do you mean I don't love you? I've just washed your car for you. And I then said, I don't care about my car. You don't tell me you love me because there it is. My love language is words. His is acts of service. So when you're seeking validation, when you feel that you're not being validated, write that list up of everything that's happened to you that day and then look at, is this coming from a different love language to yours? Mm. And I was amazed at how much love was around me that I wasn't actually feeling. And so I then need to intellectualize that and I need to be put my big girl pants on and tell myself, even though I didn't feel it, I need to tell myself, that is it. That yeah. is there. It's yeah. the validation, which is beautiful. Actually, there's a really cool little app that you can get that you actually write down um, you can write down your experiences for that day to start to document your validation. Cool. It's just like the grid or something like that. You create your own grid. Is that what the app's called? I think it's called the grid. So it's something like that. If you type in diary grid or grid diary or something like that and you create your own boxes that you put your questions in, it's really cool. Oh, okay. Really cool. I'm enjoying using it actually. So Jane and I did an episode yonks ago called The Art of Giving and Receiving and we talked about a lot of ways that you can just often just energetically or vibrationally just give gifts in life. You know, it's like I'm saying about you walk past the homeless guy and you just share a moment, like that, that sort of stuff. And so validation is one of the oh, – I just think this is so powerful. I can think of at least three ways that you guys could start to use it today to A, deepen your spirituality – because sometimes I come across people who are spiritual at home, then they go to work and they're not. And I'm like, right. no, 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 no. energy. If you're going to, and I'm sorry to use the word spiritual because maybe not everyone vibes with that word, but let's just call it awareness. Let's just call, I don't know, but whatever. It's like you can't just have that hat on at home when you're meditating, then take that hat off and go to work and be this other person, then come back home and put the hat on again. It's not flying. <laughs> so um, validation is something that you could sprinkle throughout your day. I'm, In other words, the act of giving it to others that could keep you aligned with that vibration of I'm a spiritual soul through and through no matter where I am, in what context, whether I'm at work, whether I'm at the supermarket, whether I'm at the doctors, wherever you are. Um, the second thing is that I think it's grounding and humbling, like we talked about. It's almost like a form of a mini, mini meditation or that Eckhart Tolle stuff about the now moment consciousness because if you're taking three seconds to drop into your body and connect with another soul, that's powerful work right there. And if you're doing smatterings of those three seconds throughout your days and weeks and months, I'm sorry, but after a year it adds up to a lot of bloody time. Like all of a sudden it's kind of like you're meditating all the time without even meditating, right? Oh, there um, you go. There's another version for those of you that yeah. hate meditating. How to meditate without meditating. Um, <laughs> validation, yeah. And the third thing I was going to say is if you're somebody who's like, oh, I just would love to be a healer or a helper, but I'm not good at that or I haven't got the money for the course or I'm employed at the bank and I can't jump from that because I'm paying my mortgage and da 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 Well, what if the next time a girlfriend rings you up in tears or you're having coffee with someone who's offloading all of their stuff onto the table, you just sit there again in that bubble of complete acceptance, silence, validation you don't jump in with your thing to say you don't try and offer advice you don't judge them you don't have your dialogue going on in the back of your head about what you think about what they're saying 
you just allow them to be. It is so powerful. I actually think if you want to give somebody on their deathbed the most powerful, powerful send-off, it's not necessarily going to be through the words or the clutched hand. It's going to be through that last moment that you honour them as a soul while you have them in this alive vibration, you know, this Actually, there's a beautiful movie, just to interrupt on that, that Lorraine Webb has produced called The Conscious Art of Living and Dying. Uh, Conscious Art of Dying. And she filmed her sister who was dying of cancer. And um, it was incredible to watch. When she believes from this this movie and watching this, this documentary, it's quite apparent. When the medical team would say, oh, she's having a bad day, meaning she's not with us, she, her soul's actually left and has gone over the other side. So the soul is leaving the body yeah. and checking out the other side and then coming back in again. It's like bridging between two worlds. Yeah. And so Which she, she interviews her, her sister all the way through this. Yeah. Um, it, it's a fascinating movie. Now, you get that. You can, it's not downloadable or anything like that. It's literally one woman who's produced it and runs off copies and sells them. So it's through the Adelaide Healing Energy Centre. They've got a website that you can um, you can email them and get it sent to you anywhere in the world. That's really it's a fascinating. very interesting movie. About the soul checking in and out, like Jane and I have talked before about how the soul checks in and out when you're pregnant, sort of coming and going a bit. Yeah, and the same oh, when you're thing. asleep. Yeah, the well, same. apparently when you're daydreaming. Right. right. When you're daydreaming, you know, people yes. wave their hands in front of your eyes and go, hello, hello, you're with us. Yeah. That's apparently the soul gone off for a little dart somewhere, well, allegedly. I don't know. Well, that's an interesting but this, in this movie, in this documentary, you could literally see it happening. Yeah, yeah, because I was. Because she would come back in, yeah. the film kept, the camera kept rolling, and suddenly she, the body would become alert again, and she would become conscious again and start speaking. Yeah. And Lorraine would say, Where were you? And she was saying, I was with mum and my sister because she'd lost another sister. Yeah. Uh, lost, that's a silly term. Another sister had crossed over. Right. So she was spending her time between her afterlife family yeah. and her this life family. Yeah. She was swinging back and forth. It was fascinating. I see people checking in and out like that when they have advanced dementia or Alzheimer's as well. They're still physically here, but they don't really want to be here, but their body's not ready to die yet because they're just too damn healthy. So they just keep checking out or, right. they, or they kind of have permanently checked out. Well, I guess the gift in that too, while we've sidetracked a bit here, that if you have somebody that is, you know, really ill and you find that the medical team are telling you they're having a bad day, they're actually having a really good day. Really good day. So don't get sad about They've that. They've escaped the prison of the flesh yeah, for a bit. Exactly. Have a dance in the exactly. Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I think I just want to differentiate like when we do talk about validation, I think it's a concept that's deeper than just sort of giving someone some positive feedback. Oh yeah, no, you'll be great. No, yeah, you're fine. It's not it's it's a bit deeper than that, isn't it, Jane? Do you think? Yeah, it is. It you actually are asking for the truth, but you're hoping it's going to be what you are wanting to hear. Because this is, you only ask this stuff when you're nervous, mm. you know, when you're unsure mm. and you're really wanting it to be right. Yeah. Um, so, again, this does come back to self-belief where you are capable of having been doing anything in your life. Yeah. So if you truly believe that, then the question of was that okay or am I okay or whatever is more about if you really want to go another level with somebody that you really trust that really can guide you is tell me how I can get better at this. Mm. And they will tell you what you can be doing, which is validating because they can see you doing it. Yeah. So it's almost about how do you perceive the feedback. Yeah. 
But I want as well, people need to be very, very clear, as we touched on a bit earlier when we talked about neediness and so forth. If you're constantly looking for external validation, there's a lot of self-work that needs to start no, it. Yeah, that's right. And that's where I was. I was needing constant, constant validation of my worth. And every area, friendship groups, family, work, um, socialising, everything, right. I needed it everywhere. It was painfully sickening. That's got to be dealt with. And that gets dealt with by starting at episode one and going through Love Life again. Because it turns people off and it's an exhausting energy. Like, you know, it's a draining energy. And we all know the friend that's, you know, constantly, you know, checking in for that verbal reassurance or whatever. It's, it's, it's actually hard to have an easy balanced two way flow of energy with another soul when, when they, they, they feel that sort of dis, displaced almost so so we would refer you then back to uh episodes on the self-worth the self-acceptance the self-love work because we really want you to get anchored into where your emotional blocks fears and negative beliefs are we want to stop trying to correct them by looking outside of yourself as you know it you're never ever ever going to get what you need or what you're looking for if you keep looking outside of yourself um and some people who are listening to this might go, oh, yeah, I get that. They get that in theory. But they don't actually then realise that maybe the way that they're looking outside of themselves might be through things like, I just really want to have a baby and then I'll be happy. No, right. that's external validation. You're looking for something. I'll be happy when I earn yeah. this amount of money. Right. I'll be happy when I've got that house. Job, I'll be happy yeah. when the mortgage is paid off. I'll be happy when the kids are finished at uni. I'll be happy later on. You can go on and on and on and on. And it's like, no, your job as a spiritual soul is to learn to be happy right now it's to learn to be happy in any situation it's to learn to be happy on the hardest days when life throws you the most lemons that's when you're really being called you know up to the test of how spiritual can you be and I always say on the show because I love the quote where the Dalai Lama says um, I'm going to be very busy today so I must meditate three times as long you know? know that's fascinating isn't and it and I can use that quote for so many different like to make so many different points but in the case of today's episode, it's, yeah, it's that when life gets harder, that's when you have to drop back into your own self even deeper and connect with your power because that's what's going to get you through the shit. You know, ultimately, you can only lean on other people for so long. You can only use Band-Aid cures for so long. You can only self-medicate for so long. You can only tell yourself stories for so long. Pretty soon, you're going to wake up in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s and you're going to hit the wall and have something of it's not doesn't have to be as full blown as a midlife crisis but it'll be I think people should have a midlife crisis every 5 years. Oh, I love you. No, Jane. I do. I seriously do. It could be a health condition at least every 7 something's years. Something's going to come up that's going to show you red flag there's a massive area that you're not working on here. Drop back into yourself. I feel on the validation too. I think that's fantastic when life is going tough. But then where this quote from Oprah came from was that the vast majority of people that are on her show are in expansion. And they've made it, so to speak, well, in Western Even terms. if they were the serial killer, they have still gone on to an expansion to tell their story right. on a much bigger medium. So it is expansion. So it is on the positive. So that is where I, I really want to get a, get clear here that that is where I think it's okay to ask your experts for validation of was that okay and that it's, it's okay to feel the need to do that. Yeah. If you feel that need, don't beat yourself up. That's not a negative that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. This is where if you're on the expansion and so that's all I want to say on well, that. I've got, I've got, 
that was clunky. <laughs> no, I've got something to ask you, Jane, or something for you to elaborate on. So we talked before about holding the space, what that means, and I got Jane to explain what, how she views what that means. Jane actually showed me or taught me the use of that term ages ago in how it applies to business and furthering yourself. So when I when I said before, um, you could sit on the edge of somebody's bed and just hold their hand and, and you could hold the space for them, validate in that way. Jane talks about, so if you guys who are listening are in healing, wellness, holistic, spiritual, whatever, um, businesses, professions, purposes, can you hold the space for thousands of people? That's right. That's the expansion. That's, for example, a few weeks ago, so we had Valentine's night. So I had to hold the space at a cocktail party of, you know, a hundred people that are initially feeling insecure. And it takes a lot to hold that. But then as you master that, then you can hold it, you can expand yourself to start trying to hold it for 200 yeah, and then 2,000 and so on and so on. And that is what Oprah has done is she's been able to expand and hold the energy. That's it. I mean, you look at even, you know, Katy Perry at the Super Bowl or Beyonce Knowles in a stadium. If you can hold the energy of a stadium, you're tapping into some serious upper limit power there. It's yeah. pretty fascinating stuff. And it's a tool that you guys want to learn to use for your clients. First, you've got to master holding the space for, say, an hour or two hours, one-on-one with one person who's probably bleeding all over the couch, you know what I mean, metaphorically. If you can learn to master that, you can get into the groups, the seminars, the blogs, the podcasts, the platforms, the websites, the speaking engagements, the tours, the books, and that's how it gets bigger. It's another tool to expanding um, your healing powers. I bravely ask for validation from others. Thank you so much for joining us on the couch today. We're free every Wednesday on the wellnesscouch.com. You can find all of our archives there because we're up to a 111 episodes now, Jane. You can find us on lovelifeshow.com. And you can find us on Speak Up Talk Radio in America as well and on iTunes and on Facebook. We're kind of getting a little bit everywhere now. So it's a bit exciting. Choose choose your portal and there we are waiting for you. Um, but really, lovelifeshow.com for all your wants and needs, books, online courses, um, individual coaching, etc. And look, guys, until this time next week, I'd like you to really do some one-on-one pupil connecting with yourself in the mirror and with somebody important to you in your life and with somebody you don't know. And there's your home. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.